I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Let's do this. Let's go, girls. (laughs) I love (laughs) We see that meme that says, as soon as you hear those words, you want to kick down a door. (laughs) Fuck yes. So fucking true. Anyway, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Let's go, girls. All right. So we are on to episode 11 already. Jesus, we are almost. Oh, my done. God. I'm sure that they are sick of us saying, like, we're so close. We're really impressive. We're, we're so close. Remember, we're very proud a, of ourselves, though. This so. is a pandemic project, and uh, we're very excited to uh, <laughs> conclude. <laughs> we're excited to complete it. Let's put it that way. I turned on Secrets of Dumbledore last night and like mm. probably within 20 minutes, I was like, no, I'm tired. Good night. <laughs> like, nope. That that did nope. it. Sleepy, sleepy. Don't care. God, it's bad. Anyways, back to this movie. So we are now we're back inside the tent after the ball of light combo with Harry and Ron. I said sitting near the not blue flames. <laughs> so mad. You just brought it up. And I was like, oh, we never see Hermione's flames again. You're like, we do. I'm like, oh, that's right. We do. They're not blue. They're not blue. They're not blue. We can remember the acid green writing of Rita Skeeter's note for that but copy this for fucking little We can't make the flames. Ball of fire that is literally like a part of Hermione's personality in the books. Nah. No, absolutely nah. not. Moving on. But hey, <laughs> they, uh, some credit here for them being there at all. Fine. Because they have been around since Sorcerer's Stone, and Mm -hmm. we don't see them at all. Fine. (laughs) I'll allow this, but Um, but anyway, they're sitting near the flames, and Ron says that he likes the flames that Hermione makes that are not blue. Ron explains that he thinks that that's why Dumbledore left him the Deluminator um, to get back to them. I said he also just happens to have an extra wand Harry can use that he stole from a snatcher. I said, still not going to explain what that is. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're just leaning in hard to that. It's fine. Um, This is such a guy conversation. Like the way that Daniel delivers his line about the ball of light has always remained like it reminds me of like the inflection in the timbre that my dad uses when he (laughs) and I are having guy talk. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, this is such they're broing. They're broing out hard. Their bromance is back. This is more sincere and genuine than the last scene. This is more. <laughs> what would their bromance name be? Rary? <laughs> or Han? Han. Honald? <laughs> I like Honald. <laughs> I like Honald. <laughs> That's cute. Anyway, so uh, we do get in the little funny bit. I did think it was cute when um, here he gets the wand and he does the Engorgio. <laughs> ah, Reduzo! <laughs> the flames go shooting up. As yeah. Then it, Mama Hermione in the next room. What's going on? there what's going on in there okay i look i will take some camp humor after all the drama that we had recently all that like okay that's fine that's a good bit solid bit i was i was was okay i liked it um so now mama hermione rushes in (laughs) and explains that she found the symbol is it Corey? what's it called again a bisected equilateral triangle enveloping a circle that she found that <laughs> i just wrote cory uh and rita's book at the bottom of a letter albus wrote to grindelwald and how they should go see xenophilius um ron suggests a vote har har and another kind of cute bit of like i think we should go and he votes to 
take sides with Hermione. Yeah, cute. I'll take it. Yeah, also, said- also good. It, the immediate agreement. It makes me think back to uh, in the book, Fred and George give him a book. It's called 12 Fail Safe Ways to Charm Witches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like something about uh, Hermione's decorating for the wedding or something. And he says something like, you have a real talent for that or some shit. And he's yeah. like, chapter 11. <laughs> yeah. And then like, here he says something to uh, Molly. He's like, that, that cake looks great, Mrs. Weasley. She's like, oh, it's nothing. And he goes, good one. <laughs> it's a very cute, like teenage boys. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually proud too. They, in the letter that they had inside of Rita's book, it is accurate to the letter that was written in the book. Yes. It even says in parentheses at the bottom, like, I'm glad you were expelled. Otherwise, we would have never met. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. But again, we're so good at so many details. Make the goddamn flames blue. (laughs) (laughs) Make the stay. It's not even that they're missing details. It's that they are actively making choices that are opposite to what they were. Like, why can't can't they just Just be canon? So much money. You just have so much money. And so many people (laughs) working on this. No one could say, you know what? Be a nice little effect on the CGI flame we have. Just make it uh, It's already CGI. You sons of bitches. Anyway, <laughs> I, that's so, the theme of this project. <laughs> I want I want to read that book. I want to read that book. Yes. I want to read that book. I know, Kara. Do you want me to put it together I, for you? I'll make you a yes, fake one. <laughs> the Life it. and Lies of uh, Albus Dumbledore. Because, like, I want to read that book. Yeah, because I want to read that book. <laughs> because like I want this, I want this love story. I want the love mm-hmm. story that we were supposed to get in mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts, and then we did not get. We got one conversation where he did say that he was in love with him. End of list. So uh, Harry, Harry says he goes, "Yeah, I've seen that symbol. It was outside Gregorovich's wand shop." And I go, "I'm sorry, it was." <laughs> I, I exact back. same reaction. I literally wrote, "Wait, what? Did, did we you- see that?" And did you skip back? Because I I sure did. did. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it sure was. It was outside Gregorovich's wand shop. And it was like next to him as we're approaching him. He's like going through some shelves and there's one. I'm like, son of a bitch. Again, (laughs) great detail. Glad you put it in. Literally, it's for a second. We fly past it on the way into the shop. It's at minute marker, one hour, seven minutes and 48 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's journalism on the ground. Thank you. Hey. I, so yeah, great, great detail. I was uh, okay, but also I've seen these movies a million times. Wait, it was there? <laughs> like I missed it entirely. Hilarious. Wow. Thanks everybody. Anyway, I also next... missed that line. Like I didn't even think to look for it the next time I watched because I don't remember him saying that. Yeah. Yeah. This time I was like, <laughs> I have to see for myself. Anyway, so next the trio is uh, trio is walking towards Zeno's house. I'm just gonna call him Zeno from now on because Zenophilius is too long. Great. Um, Love that. <laughs> I did like the cute line from Hermione. <laughs> You're not so mad at him, are you? I'm always mad at him. I'm like, all right. That's cute. That's kind of setting up like, eh, they're going to be a couple that bickers. Eh, yeah. All right. Fine. Um, they approach. Uh, Go. Kudos here on the design of the house. It's a good mix of like eerie and weird. I think this I looks good. It. I loved it. Like I, this is, I'm going to add this to our list of, I kind of want to see more of it. Yeah. I do want to see Luna's bedroom, which is yes, described in detail which- in the book. Don't don't think that I don't have <laughs> down as <laughs> <her> sons of. 
<laughs> don't think it's out on my list okay um so they approach the house and we see a sign outside that says keep out the dirigible plums i like that they were floating that was a cool little effect too um and the door knocker was a nice it's like an eagle i believe i missed the knocker it's it's pretty it's <laughs> i missed like a, the knocker it's like it's like a, i think it's a bird so I, it might be a ra- uh a raven too a ravenclaw a raven. i don't know could be well it, ravens are not uh, a part of ravenclaw uh don't make me kill you it's an eagle yeah yeah okay, then it yeah. was an eagle yeah Ooh. let's say it was an eagle wow the venom coming <laughs> through this microphone right now <laughs> okay anyway i'll need take to a... end your life <laughs> all right well i will take a screenshot and i will be locking my door anyway um <laughs> I'll take a screenshot of the door knocker because then there's a little plate underneath it that says the Quibbler editor X. Oh, X, X love period thing. love. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then my next note is I love the details of this house. <laughs> I know. I like you can clock Luna's little drawings on either side of the door. Uh-huh. Just everything about it's cute. It's cute and funky and I want to be in there. I want to get it. It's also very helter skelter too though it's kind of bothering me i'm like okay but i also want to organize it yeah it's fully chaos in there which makes sense i mean it makes sense yeah them, I, but... yeah it's, i mean it's absolutely supposed to be but uh that's so not what... good for either one of us <laughs> no not my ocd uh once inside the four are sitting in awkward silence drinking their <laughs> i remembered it was gertie root tea uh when hermione gertie asks root. where luna is i can just imagine for some reason i think of root i think of like it's gotta taste like beets I think they even say something like it's almost like beets or I don't know, just dirt tasting. Tea. I yeah, why God, Gertie root? I imagine like a rutabaga. Is, yeah, just a root vegetable put into a tea form. It, it sounds disgusting. I'm with them. Um, Hermione asks where Luna is, and he answers that she'll be along. I said more awkward silence. <laughs> you love this next note. Um, so he explains. So Harry asks what the um, symbol is around his neck, and I said Harry must touch hands. <laughs> There's this thing with hands. He's got a finger, this guy's necklace, and so slowly and so I just always found it creepy. And he goes, Oh, what what is it? I'm like, you are icky. <laughs> like something about the way you touch hands and touch other people. This is fully a stranger danger moment. <laughs> you think Zeno should have just slapped his hand away? I would have. Don't touch me. <laughs> but Zeno is also the close talker. So maybe there's he is the close talker. That's fair. Suited. Uh, so he explains to the trio that it's a symbol of the Deathly Hollows. He says they must know the tale of the three brothers. Everybody says no except Ron. Hermione digs in the bag and pulls out her copy of Tales of Beetle the Bard and begins to read. <laughs> and I said, and Ron interrupts even the music. I've never noticed this before, but it starts to do like an eerie kind of background music. He goes, midnight. Mom always said midnight and the music stops. And she goes, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, would you like to read it? <laughs> It was actually kind of cute. I'm like, all right, I like this effect of like, we're about to get into something eerie and run. Oh, no, my mom does it this way. I'm like, okay, that's. So sort of behind Zeno on top of like a wardrobe or something, there is a bust. Yes. I was trying to see if it like. I think it is. I'm sure that it's meant to be Rowena. And I don't know what I was like, looking for because it's not like she's an established character that would be like oh yes that is the that is the actress I am looking for um I did like that that bit was there but and we do have like a big strangely shaped horn that yes. I believe is meant to be the yes. horn I clocked it 
Yes. I'm sorry. I'm jumping on all of your stuff, but it's okay. I'm excited that you're excited about what I'm excited about. Um, but also I thought that too, I was like, oh, that's gotta be the, the bust of a Rita Ravenclaw. And we, we kept that in. Why don't we go full hog then? Like I said, everybody paying attention, working on this multi-million dollar movie. Fucking um, diadem. Fucking put the diadem or his, um, his, his, he made one up, right? He did like, yeah. like he made one. Like, and Luna, Luna even mentions it later in the book. She's like, my daddy's making a replica of her di- lost diadem. Like, do that then. Like, do that. Do that. You, you get you- halfway there. Exactly. You went. Uh, okay. Let, anyway. Yeah, you're right. Let's move on. He says. Uh, anyway, so while Ron and Hermione bicker, which is cute, uh, Cenophilius gets up to look out the window. We love looking out a window. Um, so Crow flies past. And I wrote, fuck them birds. Because we just love crows in these fuck movies. Fuck bird. Um, and a single feather drops into the water to transition us into the animation that I just still really like. Y'all. Yeah. This is actually the best part of the entire film series. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, Ben Hibben, you're a king. This rocked my fucking socks off, and it still does every single time. Well, that's who did it. It feels almost Tim Burtony. I realize this time, like just the eeriness of the character of the little cartoon figures. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so well done. I don't even really need to talk about it. We all know it's it's explained. Right. I was like, I, I I realized at the end of it that I hadn't taken any notes because no. I was like, what. <laughs> Same. What do I, it's perfect. What do I, what do I say about it? It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's It's a delight. Every time I watch this movie, I look forward to this exact moment. It's just eerie enough too. I realized that they didn't show when they're doing like the pantomime of um, the one guy getting his throat slit. They don't show it, but they show a blood splatter. I'm like, okay. So we kept the gore part of it in and we just didn't show the actual throat slitting. Like, okay, we're establishing. I don't know. I liked it. I just loved it. Anyway, so it's just explaining that the death fashioned the Elder Wand. He plucked a stone um, and he handed over his own cloak of, of invisibility. I definitely wrote availability. Andrea, Whoa, work. Okay. <laughs> and then fucked him birds. Um, when the story finishes, Harry says he still doesn't understand. Zeno rushes to find a pen and show them how the symbol represents all three and together makes one master of death. <laughs> I just wrote in all caps, porn! Because you can see in the background of this, you see the fucking, it's an erumpent, erumpent horn. Yes. Yeah. But he, he and Luda think it's a, it's a snump. Crumple horned snorkack, I believe. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going snumple horned? Like, that's not right. Snumple, it doesn't really matter. It's a it made no, anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so it's actually in Rumpet Horn uh, in the background. Hermione mentions the Peverell family, and he explains that the three brothers were the original owners of the Deathly Hollows. Um, did you see, sorry, did you see when he went to, you, you're flying through your notes here. You are ready oh, to am. go. Oh, God, we're almost done. Yeah. Did you see, yeah, it's been like less than 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, I my Red Bull kicked in too, so I apologize. No, don't apologize. It's fine. It's just going to be a short episode. Mm-hmm. Uh did you notice when he was drawing the Deathly Hollow symbol, he said it like the piece of paper was on top of an issue of the Quibbler and one of the like headlines on the cover was pandemonium at the ministry. No. And it's like, is that in reference to the three of them breaking into the ministry? It has to be. Oh, I love that. I did like the the detail of like, pieces of the quibbler around the house yeah. like on the wall you could see like a two-page spread too and then but again we've gone this far we put in these details we don't have the printing press going in the background 
right which was like a really cool driving part of that chapter is because I keep hearing it like clunking 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 then it finally like stops it finishes its run and that's when Harry or somebody like pulls back the cover and sees that it's actually Harry's face looking up at them undesirable like that would have been a cool reveal here too of like I don't know to see that he had flipped to, to go on this journey that like yes we eventually do get you know and that they took Luna and that because they were mad that he was printing things in support of Harry mm-hmm. but then like we don't get we don't get that he had flipped essentially right outside of just like saying his name which I, wow where I'm I'm yeah, not even gotta, gonna get gonna, into that yeah um we don't get that that payoff of yes he's willing to do anything including sell out Harry and he's too serene and sedate to like during this like he, he should be nervous the whole time like while she's telling the story we should like even like he's just you know what i'm saying he goes to stand and look out the window i'm like no how about yeah, he's, he's like, really zoned out yeah. he's really zoned out like no um, you should be very nervous because the exact person who you're trying to sell out is in your home now like that should I be i think i think that reese is really selling some parts of it and i'll talk um, about especially that. as we're building here to the end of this scene i think that he is he is acting yes I mean, that is a compliment. Yeah. And I'll admit that, but like, yeah, again, I kind of liked better in the book where Rod, or Harry looks up, sees his face painted on a ceiling, walks upstairs, finds Luna's room, but then he finds like a layer of dust. That just wouldn't have been, I don't feel like that hard to do, dust up a room and have him put his finger on something and go, holy shit, like she hasn't been here. Her closet's empty. Like that quick reveal, I just don't think would have taken too much. More. Again, so much money. We just have so much money. So much money. <laughs> we split it into two films and- like instead we get this bit about like you forgot the water. Yeah. Like what? Like that's the reveal. You forgot the water that you said you're gonna go get. Okay. Right, but that doesn't explain how they figure out loot anyway. Um, and that's what I have is just. But I did find this interesting this time. I never noticed this. Um, so after he finishes the story and says he's, their tea's gone cold, he's gonna go get them more water. Ronzi is the only wise one that says we should go before being forced to drink more disgusting tea. Uh, so I'm not drinking any more <laughs> yes. of that hot or cold. Um, they come downstairs, and I didn't, I, was, I haven't noticed this before, but Zeno is looking out the window now, wringing his hands and looking out the window, and then he's startled by Hermione. Yeah. Hermione says something, he's like, ah, <laughs> he jumps. She's like, thank you for your help. And he jumps. I'm like, okay, here we go. Now we're kind of getting the nervousness that we didn't really have upstairs. Right. So, what the motivation for the character is kind of, not kind of it's it's different here than it is in the book in the book he's trying to keep them there because he's sent for the death eaters and they're coming right and he so talks he's trying like to them dinner yes he, he's trying to prolong their stay whereas here all he has to say a word is all he has to do is say a word and they just fucking appear apparently uh and so like what is his internal conflict right now is he debating whether or not he's going to call them is that why he's anxious? Is he anxious because they are there and he's worried that they will further torture or kill Luna if they think that he's working with them? I actually got the sense this viewing that he had already called them because they're actually already approaching his house when he says Voldemort. Right, but then... Because Voldemort's name is not taboo in this fucking movie. 
<laughs> but like, it is like the the is. way that the way that they like arrive right after he says Voldemort is implying that he is that they, they are called to him using the taboo. But see, this is what bothers me because I feel like the taboo people apparate there. I felt like this time they're smoke flying in as if they've already been smoke flying to get to his house. Right. But like I said, I don't think it was an instant Voldemort and then they're there. It should but like, be. Why would, why would he say Voldemort's name though? No I, one says Voldemort's name. So the only reason, the only reason that he would have to say his name would be to call them to him. But yeah, you'd think. I don't know. Again, the rules are so unclear. Sorry, I, I jumped us ahead. Um, oh no you don't because it's so no, we're done. frustrating <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is frustrating all of this is frustrating because again it doesn't he this scene's not clear enough again he should be nervous from the jump of like because he doesn't remember he had that scene in the book where he's nervous to even let them in yeah also they're just inside I'm like oh just jump to it, or if he was nervously offering them tea like okay I, uh, would you like some tea like nothing it's just they're sitting in silence I'm like oh that was a quick all right, so yeah, we don't get the tension from this scene that we really should have, considering what it's leading up to. I'm with you. So yeah, basically once Hermione startles him, says that they gotta go, this is where he said he finally spazzes out and runs to the door to block it and explains that they took his Luna because of what they've been write- what he'd been writing. Again, here's a great opportunity for somebody to discover a quibbler. <laughs> like, holds it up. Oh, yeah, shit. and see that what he has been writing has changed. Yes, show us that. Ugh. I said more close talking. Oh, here it is, where um, Xenophilius is talking to Harry like really closely and Harry's asking questions like, what do you mean they took her, blah, blah, blah. And Harry's inexplicably shaking. He's shaking. Weird, I didn't clock that. You will now because he looks like he's like shuddering and like he's terrified. I'm like, interesting choice for this scene, which hasn't had the tension that other ones have had. Okay, you'll have right. to notice it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's odd. And when he asks, you know, who took her, that's when he whispers, Voldemort. Um, smoky Death Eaters come flying in, spells are shot everywhere, and the trio drop to the floor. Um, while he's outside, I said, selling them out. Um, <laughs> I got him. I got Potter. I'm like, yeah, good. It's a good, sufficient. He's a, he's definitely flipped on them. Okay, we got it. He's definitely selling them out. Um, they're now actually crawling to each other, the trio. They grasp each other's hands. Um, and just separate just before the house crumbles. And that's kind of the end of the scene. I wanted us to get out of Xenophilius's house completely and it crumbles. And I just wrote, lack of Luna's room, period. <laughs> just- I miss Luna's room. I kind of, I, I gotta admit, I just, I think Zeno's arc in the book is a little better. Um, what do you mean? And just because like here, in this film we really just like see him as this crazy guy mm. um he says at the beginning that he supports harry oh but like we don't really get like how he's doing that and we don't fully understand like what a risk he's putting himself in or what a mm. like dangerous position he's putting himself in um well actually we find that out from the not in this movie, but in the book, the conversation that Dirk Cresswell, Tonks, and Dean and mm-hmm. Rapuk have, they mention, if you want the real news, you need to read the Quibbler. Mm-hmm. 
And everybody's like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's writing the truth about things that are going on. We don't have that information here. So yeah. we just so find we don't, out. Yeah, we just, I, I don't know. He doesn't, I think that there's more to that character than what we get. Uh, he ends up just like looking crazy. Yeah. Which to be fair, that's kind of what they did to Luna too. Like she's just crazy. Yeah. Instead of eccentric and very wise. I mean, ultimately brave. Alas. Brave, but hot take. Hot take, brave. <laughs> Controversial yet brave. Yes, yes. Just like you. All right. Anyway, so yeah, that was a it was a chunk. I just I was one of those two that like I just feel like we should have I would have liked to live it didn't live in this scene a little bit more in his yeah. house. Mm-hmm. We don't. We spend most of it in the animation, which is fine. The animation's beautiful. But yeah, we don't give him any sort of, he's just bad now. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Like, uh, all right. Yeah, he just double crossed them. Okay. Okay, we found out some stuff. All right, moving on. Anyway, so that's the chunk for this week. I do have a couple questions for you. Ooh, what are they? <laughs> what would you explode and get rid of like Zeno's house? Um, okay, so this is not actually something I would get rid of. Mm-hmm. It's just a complaint that I have mm-hmm. that I may have mentioned before. I'm mm-hmm. not sure uh, if I've brought this up. Where is the book? I want the book. Je veux mon livre. <laughs> Wait, why? Oh, is it book. in this? Well, I think he put, she, does she pull out the book in this scene to show him the symbol? Yes. Oh, okay. You're talking about with Dumbledore's letter. Yeah. I want the book. Yeah. What about you? I'm sorry. What are you going to explore? I also the lack of um, Luna's goddamn room. I just Mm. want that little detail of the room of them discovering or just, or you know what? I have two, I have a two-parter or the quibbler. Give me, give me either one. Give me the quibbler that's betraying them or give me Luna's room, which is betraying the fact that she's gone. Yeah, like you said, let's let us live in the scene a little bit more. Give it a yeah. little more chutzpah. Yeah, you did so much work on the set dressing, which is phenomenal. I will say that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, fuck you. Anyway, I want more of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm greedy. What would you keep like an invisibility cloak for years? Uh, other than the animation, because obviously, damn it. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Reese's performance I think he he, he's giving a great performance my complaint about the scene is the content not the performance I think for what little yeah what little he has to work with he does well yeah I don't yeah I don't I don't love the direction that his character we already talked about this Mm -hmm. uh, took in the movie uh, but I think he gives a really beautiful performance especially when they come downstairs and find yes. him in the kitchen. What about you? The facade goes away. Uh, I just was, I was a basic bitch with the animation. <laughs> yeah. I, was I like, mean, I, just, it's, I enjoy it's watching perfect. it. And I've seen it many, many, many times and I'm just like, mm, no, I'm just gonna sit and enjoy this. It's, a, it's well done. It's well crafted. They should be very proud of themselves. Agreed. That's it. That's it for this week. That's all, folks. So uh, it looks like we have a couple of episodes left. We're finishing up this movie, all building to the 
finale. Um, I uh, uh, just, wow, in this moment, remembered what's happening at the end of this movie. And right, we're not there yet. Let's, nope. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. So uh, make sure you go and follow us on social media. Uh, we have Instagram, we have TikTok. We TikTok. Oh TikTok. my God. Yeah, it's called TikTok now. It's called TikTok now. Uh, we have YouTube. We share little shorts there from our uh, uh, from our this thing that you're listening to from our podcast. It's great. Uh, rate and review us wherever you get our podcasts, and we will see you here next week. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.